in-breath like that what the in-breath does is activates this What is going on, you guys? My name is Kyle Solkar. Welcome back to the Four Stars Podcast. We've got Steve Bechtold here for a round two, uh, the beginning of his saga of different <laughs> mindfulness, uh, fitness, life coaching advice. And today we're going to be talking about an amazing topic that he is very, very knowledgeable about, and that is meditation. So, Steve, what is going on? Not a whole lot. Well, first off, thank you for having me come back. Of course. Uh, I really enjoyed doing the last one, and any chance that I get to share knowledge and information with people is uh, great. And yeah, I have a lot of fun doing it. So yeah, I definitely. It. No, we had really good <laughs> feedback, and and I think now you know we kind of set the groundwork on the last podcast, you know, for who you were, and now we can kind of go into more of your knowledge. And I'm super excited to talk about something that's you know up and coming but meditation is slowly becoming some people are a little bit more mindful of because they're realizing they have control over their you know mind and their thoughts and uh, especially in a year like this year it's something that we want to focus on yeah um you know that mindfulness is something and meditation you know more specifically is something that i take very seriously yeah and what's crazy is it's something that i never took very seriously uh right before we got on you, you and i were chatting about um you know, how long I've been meditating and like what got me into it. Yeah. And I was sharing with you that, you know, I, I started personal training people, you know, over a decade, 13 years ago. And I was very fortunate that being, you know, 18 years old, well, 17, I lied on my uh, <laughs> application, uh, but being 18 years old and getting hired at this gym, I had these amazing clients who were just, you know, high level performers. I mean, mainly it was just crazy. I had like all business owners, people that like started tech companies, just a really high end clientele. And 80% of them had a daily meditation practice wow. and told me probably for four years that I was at this club that I should start it. I was given different videos to do. I was giving like, you know, all these things that you see all these people that they have something that you want. Yeah. And you would think you have a mentor, you have somebody like that, that is giving you the coaching Yeah. and you just don't do it. I mean, it's yeah. probably my ignorance, you know, my young, you know, early twenties and, yeah. you know, thinking that I knew it all. But, um, yeah, I only really got serious about it about four years ago. That's, that's a crazy little, even like a side note of taking other people's advice. It, it's not even, I don't even say it's egotistical. It's like when you hear something like that and somebody says, hey, you really should do this. It's like, think about what, from their perspective, why they're saying you should do this. It's probably because they're very passionate about it, probably because it works for them. And uh, it's funny because you, you, it's a very good point how things just kind of go over your head. And, yep. uh, and it, it wasn't as tangible for me. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, my, my whole background is, you know, fitness and, and, and you know, working out in the gym and that's, Hey, you know, if you increase your calories per day by a thousand calories, yeah. like you're going to be gaining weight week yeah. by week. If you increase your caloric expenditure, you're burning more, you're going to lose it. You know, for somebody to say, Hey, sit down, close your eyes and breathe. And it's going to change your life. You're going to attract the future. You know, it's just yeah. like you sit there and you're like, yeah, thanks. thanks. Like <laughs> yeah. you throw, throw it in the back, you know, it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm busy enough. I don't need, you know, to try and throw something else in there. That's not even tangible. Yeah. Um, and that was the biggest step of ignorance on my part is yeah. it is extremely tangible. And there is so much research coming out of the benefits of mindfulness, of mindfulness based practice of meditation of yoga. So it's, it's, yeah. it's incredible. No, that's awesome. So, I mean, you're like training with clients is 80 percent. I mean, so a good majority of yeah. them were like, you know, and those people, you know, it's, they at that point, repeat clients, probably more so somebody who 
is high level and they want somebody to maybe keep them in check because they know the importance of it. Uh, maybe less or so somebody who's, you know, it's January 1st and they're like, I want to find, start going yep. to the gym. So this is kind of part of their, you're finding people who have these really good routines and, exactly. and I guess it, it helped you develop your stuff. So when did you first start? How did you get started? And then where do you think the mistakes and good things kind of lie? Man. So really, I think this book, it's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And it just struck a chord with me because as I was reading this book, it really broke down like the science behind it. You know, what really happens when you're quieting your mind, when mm -hmm. you're focusing on your breath? You know, what are the physiological effects? And then what's the downstream effect of those physiological effects? Yeah. Okay. So I'll just jump right into it because I love to nerd out about yeah. this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So let's take something simple first, like the breathing. You know, so when I first started meditating, you know, I have crazy monkey mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's hard mm -hmm. for me to sit still. I think it helps in the entrepreneur route, yeah. but it doesn't help in the meditation route. Sure. So I love Tim Ferriss. Dude oh, yeah. is awesome. Everybody, shout yeah. out to Tim Ferriss. Yeah, he's but, the uh, best. Yeah. I, you know, it was one of his, uh, uh, you know, Friday, Five Bullet Fridays or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And uh, he suggested Headspace. Yep. So I was like, you know what? I'm finally going to do this. And it was after I had read that book, I downloaded Headspace because I'm like, this will be my way to start my mindfulness journey. And it focused on your breathing. So when we focus on our breathing, you know, what's so great about it is you have to be in the present moment. Yeah. Your breath is not going to be in the future. And yeah. It's not going to be in the past. It's yeah. in this moment. And in the Headspace app there, you know, they give you those 10 sessions for free. I'm sure it's way better now. Yeah. Um, but they give you those 10 sessions. And literally, you're just trying to focus on your breath. Yeah. You know, can you count your breaths? And you have Andy. Andy is guiding oh, your meditation journey. He's so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I could not count 10 breaths. Yeah. Like it took me six months to be able to count 10 breaths. I mean, I could maybe tell myself I counted 10 breaths, you know, and I'm like thinking, oh shit, I forgot it. I got to send that email back nine and oh yeah, I got to do this, yeah. but, uh, you know, but I really could not be just with my breath. Mm -hmm. Now let's look at some of the science behind this. All right. So you're breathing. So we have, you know, our nervous system, right? And we have uh, what's called our autonomic nervous system. So autonomic, think automatic. This is kind of some of the stuff, your fight or flight response, your rest and digest. There's actually two branches of the autonomic nervous system. There's a sympathetic and the parasympathetic. Mm -hmm. You know, So um, those two branches are essentially your fight and flight and your rest and digest. Got it. So we have a parameter called heart rate variability, HRV. Um, it's a parameter that they actually use in therapy and with uh, some people with depression and anxiety. So we could get back to that later. Yeah. But what HRV is, is it's the variability between each heartbeat. So most of us think like, okay, if I have a low heart rate, that's great. Yes, it absolutely is. What we want though, is with that low heart rate is we want variability between each beat. So what that means is let's say you're, we'll use easy numbers. You have 60 beats per minute. So hypothetically, you would think one beat per second, yeah. right? If you had one beat per second, like a metronome, just tch, tch, mm -hmm. tch, that would give you a very low heart rate variability because when your heart rhythm is very in sync, it actually means you're stressed. When we work out, when we build up a stress response, when, you know, oh shit, the tiger just walked in the room, yeah. your heart's going to beat in sync, your pupils are going to dilate, and your adrenaline's going to go up because you're going to be so in the moment because yeah. shit's going to go down if you're not. Yeah, right? exactly. The parasympathetic nervous system is actually activated when you breathe out. It's through the exhale. 
So if you've ever heard of meditations where like you really want to focus on the exhale or you take a deep breath in and slowly let it out, those are relaxation techniques yeah. because they switch that parasympathetic system on. So your heart rate should vary beat by beat based on your in-breath and your out-breath. And the more variability you have, so let's use that 60 beats per minute, right? Let's say it's 1.1 seconds, then it's 0.9 seconds, then it's 1.4, 0.96. You know, they're always going to come out to that even number, but the more variability, the more relaxed your body is. Wow, okay. okay. Crazy, right? So it's like less focus you have on that area, the more it's able to do its natural tendencies in a to a certain extent. So w w what I kind of relate this to is that's kind of how stress or agitated the body is. Mm -hmm. So PTSD sufferers, you know, somebody uh, who, who's had trauma within their life normally will have a very low heart rate variability. Mm -hmm. And that means that they're kind of on edge. You know, if you have anxiety, your heart rate variability is going to be very low. Yeah. If you had a hard workout and your body's recovering, your heart rate variability is going to be very low. If you are sick, your heart rate variability is going to be very low. Increased heart rate variability is directly correlated to emotional stability, uh, willpower, and focus. Wow. Yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah. So all of those amazing benefits from this one little metric, mindfulness, a breathing practice, meditation, yoga, all statistically increase heart rate variability. So it kind of forces you into the heart variability. Well, forces is a weird word to use in that context, but still, like, it makes you, like, get your heart rate variability better well you'd think stable is better but this is the opposite right yep exactly yep, yep. opposite what you think so it's essentially you're able to be more relaxed got it. you know so you're really allowing that rest and digest that relax response and there's so many ways to train this so you may have heard of the vagus nerve or people you may have not heard of the vagus nerve <laughs> um so the vagus nerve is the where those two systems wrap together it's a bundle of nerves okay. uh, uh coming down uh and the vagus nerve, they call it vagus nerve tone or vagal tone. Mm -hmm. And that's basically training the system. So a great way to train it, a little bit extreme, but I do consider this meditation. And for somebody who cannot meditate, if you really want to feel what it's like to get in a deep meditation and cheat, I'm going to tell you how right now. You're not going to like it. Uh, cold showers. Really? <laughs> cold showers and a breathing practice. I am obsessed with the Wim Hof method because it is so fast literally the first time you do it you're going to notice a difference with this have you ever tried wim hof before no i've called, tried cold showers not like super religiously though so. yep 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 okay so i'm gonna break this down yeah. all right get ready we're gonna nerd out in some science <laughs> right now uh so the wim hof method if i'm gonna kind of s sum it up and break it down you essentially hyperventilate you know okay. so what you do is you take a deep inhale and then you just let go. So I think you breathe in 100%, let go 80%. And then you do this over and over for about 30 to 40 breaths. You know, so. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. Keep on going like that. What happens is you over-oxygenate your system. Okay. So what happens is when you over-oxygenate your system, you get more oxygen in your bloodstream. It actually raises the pH in your blood. Okay. Because, you know, oxygen is going to raise our uh, acidic level or pH. Yeah. So uh, when you raise that up, you start to get this tingling feeling in your fingers. And then what he has you do is after about 30 or 40 breaths, you exhale and hold your breath. So there's no oxygen in your lungs. You just hyperventilated for like two minutes straight and you just sit there. What's crazy is we do not have the urge to breathe due to lack of oxygen. That's not what makes you feel like you're suffocating. What makes us feel like we're suffocating is a buildup of carbon dioxide within our blood. We have what's called these chemoreceptors, 
which basically monitor our bloodstream, you know, because as a species, you know, basically all life, majority of life on Earth, if we're not getting oxygen, shit's not good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? Yeah. So we have these little receptors, and what happens is you sit there, and you're fine. Mm-hmm. Your O2 levels are high. I've, you know, because I nerd out, I've done this with a pulsometer, you know, where they, they check your O2 levels. Yeah. And they'll stay high, but your mind will mess with you. Really? So your mind will sit there. And I remember the first time I was doing this, it was so funny because I, I was sitting in my, uh, I recommend doing it lying down. But the first time I did it, I was sitting in like a meditation, you know, like mm-hmm. legs crossed. And I did it. And there's a great, there's great ones online, YouTube videos. You follow along, it makes a drumming beat to it. And I'll tell you when to hold, how to do it and everything. And I remember I held my breath for the first time for 45 seconds, which I was like, holy crap. You know, I remember like 30 seconds trying playing with like my brother in the pool or something like yeah. that. So you know, could hold the breath the longest. First time ever, 45 seconds. You do three rounds of this. So then you go back into that heavy breathing mm-hmm. and then you do a breath hold. I made it to a minute 15, my wow. second one. Then on my third one, my fingers were like tingling around 20 breaths. I could feel my toes tingling. And it was like in my head, I kind of heard like, Wom, 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 yeah. wom. And I got to like this deep out of body, like just chilled out space. It was like, it was like I had no care in the world. Really? I could feel like my pulse through my entire body. And it was just like the most chill. It was like, like slow motion in movies. You know, it's like somebody like falls out the window and it's like, yeah. And they're just like going through the glass. And then I felt amazing. Like I, I felt yeah. so good. Like it, it was like, ecstasy right yeah just feeling amazing and then all of a sudden my mind started messing with me so i'm sitting there and then all of a sudden it's like how long have you been holding your breath like this has been a while and then my mind is like in the back of my head's like dude don't be the dumbass who holds your breath so long you pass out and hit your head fall down on the floor and i'm gonna be like you know in a concussion in my room and stuff like this but i held my breath for a minute and 40 seconds wow and now this was the first time i ever did it and now i've done different breathing things before so you know it it makes sense but you do that you do three rounds of that and that's the the breathing practice then you go into the cold shower so what happens is when you do that breathing before it i mean you're like in a trance you're in the freaking zone at that point then when you go into the cold shower, what happens is I thought it was so much about fighting this, like, oh, come on, you know, pump yeah. up, like, let's do this, just get in there, and you make it happen. And I really realized it's not forcing it. It's allowing it, just letting it happen in, in the sense of the anticipation of how cold it's going to be, of, like, I got to fight through this, is always worse than the mindfulness and acceptance of, let me just feel this. Like, what is this? Yeah. And, you know, when you really accept what's coming in, which I think is such a, a key component of mindfulness, and you don't put expectations like this is going to suck. It's horrible. You just feel it. And you're like, like the cold, like feels alive. Like, mm-hmm. and it's such a shock that it takes your breath away. And <gasps> you yeah. have to focus on your exhale because that's what calms the parasympathetic yeah. nervous system down. So when you get in a cold shower, what's going to happen is you're going to go <clears throat> and you take in breaths. <clears throat> Like that, what the in-breath does is activates the sympathetic nervous system. It activates the stress response. So now you're trying to fight it. You're shivering. When you focus on the exhale, when you control your breath, you stop shivering. Your body can combat the cold. Human beings are a resilient species. We were not designed to live inside a temperature-controlled environment. You can last in a shower for 30 seconds, but your mind will tell you, you're going to die. You're going to have a cold response. You're going to slip and fall and hit your head on the corner of the bathtub, and you're going to be the asshole who died in the bathtub because you took a cold shower. What? (laughs) And what happens is when you're able to control that voice that screams in your head and you're able to control your breath 
and just feel what's happening, it's like so much easier than you ever anticipated. What makes the cold shower hard is when you're like, how much longer? How long? Is it going to get worse? If you just feel it, it's nowhere near as worse as your mind makes it up to be. Yeah. What's interesting about that is that now that you mention it, I'm like, okay, I've heard of this before, and it was in a David Blaine video. He was teaching people how to uh, go and hold their breath underwater. Obviously, they had to be monitored, but he took a bunch of celebrities and stuff, and they're all worried. And I think that's essentially the same kind of idea. I think he did, I think, the same method, kind of like long breaths in. They're diving tables. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So I think, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's more for like stunt purpose, holding your breath, but I think a lot of his whole philosophy behind it was getting yourself in the state to be able to do it because your body can do it, but you need to be able to be in the state previously to do it. And I'm sure when you're in that state and you go into the cold shower, it makes cold showers a lot easier because the problem I've learned with cold showers is that everyone's like, yeah, wake up at 4.30 a.m. and hop in the cold shower. And it's like, well, when you're in a warm bed, the barrier to entry to get into that cold shower is very high, like very high. Like you should say, hey, 4.30, maybe grab a coffee and, you know, (laughs) take a warm I don't know you know what I mean it's just like when you make it so difficult for yourself your your mind's like don't do that right now yeah but when you're getting into that state you're probably on top of being in that you know overall looking to improve or whatever but it makes it that much easier maybe to be receptive to it yep it, it really gets you in the zone where you're like indestructible you know yeah. and what's so cool about it is when you're hyperventilating and holding your breath like you're not really worrying about everything else. Or if you are, you're going to realize your breath hold sucks, you yeah. know, because you're going to be worried. And then that stress and worry of thoughts exactly. will make your body freak out and think it's suffocating. And it, what's crazy is I had times where I made like half the time and I was like, I'm pushing so hard. Mm-hmm. But it's usually when I have the monkey mind, yeah. when I'm just like a little nervous about something or I know I have something coming up. Yeah. But once you can flush that and normally by that third breath practice, you're so in the zone, especially if you do it with the drumming, it like just gets you like really in a trance yeah. that it feels great to really just feel your body yeah and it helps you recognize that at other points throughout your day because i think one of the biggest tips for even diet and weight loss is being mindful mm-hmm. you know i just like everybody else i love eating bad food i love yeah. you know letting the cookie monster out at like 10 30 p.m and i just mm-hmm. eat whatever food and watch a movie that's yeah. that's great but what's funny is a lot of times what will happen is i eat like a nice dinner right mm-hmm. or i have something i should be satisfied and then afterwards you know you're full but then that little monster comes out and it's like, you know, it'd be good right now. A little snack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You know, it'd be good. Some sweet yeah. some ice cream, something cold. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're like, sure. fuck, shut up. Yeah. You know? Um, and the thing of it is, is when I'm mindful, you know, sometimes I can, that doesn't always work, but yeah. sometimes you could sit there and be like, all right, like, how do I feel? Like, what do I really want? And when I check in with my body, it's not my stomach that wants the food. Yeah. It's not anything because in most cases, it's after I already ate dinner. And I'm yeah. probably a little bit full or yeah. anything uncomfortable. Um, so it's funny because that mindfulness blends into everything else. Sure. You know, so many times I sit down there on the computer and I'll do like a little mindfulness, you know, minute or two yeah. right before I start because I'll be like, shit, I don't want to write this program. I don't really want to write this script. I don't want to yeah. do this. And I sit there and it's like, I'm just so tired. This and this. I'm like, okay, you're tired. Where are you tired? Is it your eyes? Is it your forehead? Is it your feet? Is it your shoulders? You know, and then I'm like, okay, well, it's my shoulders. I just feel like this day has just kicked my ass. And as you start dissecting it, you really realize, like, you're not. Mm -hmm. Or if you sit there and you really realize you are, you know, which normally isn't the case, more the procrastination, uh, you can listen to the body and give it what it needs. For sure. 
No, that's crazy. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I always attributed a good workout to like good lift to running beforehand, like running a mile. And the way I got through the mile every day was like not paying attention to the speed, obviously, but then telling myself I did it yesterday so I could do it today. That was just a little thing. And then that always led up into the reason I did it was less or so for the hundred or whatever calories you burn. It was more so for the impact it had on my workouts because it got me in that zone where if I just walk in the gym and start, you know, going to the bench press, or whatever, I'm like, eh, you know, you might get like, I don't feel right. But when you're sweating, you're like, I don't know, maybe it has a heart variability. Maybe it's the mindset. You're like, I'm in the, you know, you're feeling your body. You're like, this is what I'm doing. Yep. You know, you're kind of immersed in it. So. Yep. There's so much to be said for, you know, your mental state when you do anything. Yeah. You know, if you can get into a flow state when you're doing creative work, whether you're oh, making sure. music, you know, doing visuals or yeah. anything like that, you know, you get so much more done. Yeah. So I think our mental state, you know, before you work out, one of the things that I used to love to do is, yeah, the cardio gets the blood flowing. That's, you know, going to get your body ready. It's like, all right, what's going on? We're, yeah. we're a little bit stressed. Uh, I used to love watching like these motivational videos, oh, you know, sure. of bodybuilders or of something, you know, and you're like, oh God, they're, they're like yeah. lifting so much weight. I want to go do something. And getting myself into a mental state before I perform any task mm -hmm. allows me to get so much more out of that task. Yeah. You know, I used to go to the gym and I realized when I was doing my, uh, one of my last shows, like there are times you, you have to drag yourself there. Mm -hmm. And what I would realize is versus just, Hey, get in the gym and just get it over with. Yeah. If I would spend 10, 15, even 30 minutes in the car, watching videos, changing my mindset, mm -hmm. let's say if I dedicated 90 minutes to be there, if I spent 30 minutes getting my mind right, those 60 minutes would trump the two of those 90-minute workouts. Yeah, for sure. So there's so much to be I said for that. mindset. Yeah, I, I, and I think that's a good – because it, it does directly relate to meditation. Whether you're meditating – even if you, like, aren't even into meditation, you're like, I'm not going to be able to do that or whatever it may be. Maybe the starter portion is that, like, mindfulness, like you always say, and, and getting in the right mindset. Like, even prolonging, like, long cardio workouts or anything like that, or even a good lift, it's like – I, the lifting part I haven't not dialed in as far as like getting into it, but you know you're having a good one when you don't have to change the song in your playlist. <laughs> right. You know, because you're just, or you're listening to something, you're just like not even, when you're changing it, you're, it's like you're on your phone or whatever. It's like the more you're disconnected, like the more, yep. on the treadmill, I was like to get in my own head. I think about like my wildest aspirations and, dream, and whatever it may be. No, I'm not saying it out loud. So I can do whatever I want. And, yep. And it just go. The time goes by, and it, that's why running long distances like outside is good because it's like ADD. It's like you can just be mindful of your surroundings you zone out. almost. Which is so crazy. there's some science behind that as well. Really? So when we look at the flow state, you know, mm -hmm. flow is another thing that I'm fascinated by. It's something called transient hypofrontality. So really, what it just means is different, word. yeah, different areas of your brain shut off. You know, so with flow state, one of the things that they find with it, and I think this mirrors meditation deeply is you start to lose sense of yourself mm -hmm. you know um you this is an example of this is like uh athletes you know let's say racing right we like cars mm -hmm. there's a lot of drivers that say that they feel like they become part of the car they could feel the road underneath them you know when yeah. they hit that flow state same thing with skiers you know on hills or yeah. surfers there's so much of this you lose sense of yourself you become one with the wave you become sure. one with the mountain so that's actually due to the fact that when this transient hypofrontality happens and you kind of start to shut off different areas of the mind, you the areas that remember you mm -hmm. and your identity start to turn off. What that does, though, is it turns on these other areas, these more primal areas that are extremely fast processing. Yeah. So another key element in flow is time dilation. Time dilation is... You know, hey, you sat down to do a project, you're writing some music, and all of a sudden you look back up at the clock and three hours went by. 
Mm-hmm. You're like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Or the complete opposite side of that, an athlete. You're in the zone, and it just kind of seems like every move flows into the next. And it's almost like it's not slow motion, but it's just like you just know, and your body's on yeah. autopilot. So all of these are phenomenon that happen within the brain. Mm-hmm. And this is where I get more and more into the science of it. I believe that these can be tapped into and trained uh, through different experiences, but more so through meditation. Yeah. You know, and that's really what what happens a lot with these cold showers, with meditation, with mindfulness, with recognizing your thoughts. It's stopping those different areas of the mind that are freaking out Mm -hmm. and realizing which ones are letting you say, hey, let's look at a bird's eye view and see what's going on here. Is this something that's okay? For sure. I think that's, that's, I don't know, that's crazy because I, a lot of people look at it as like woo-woo, right? But it's like if you look at most of the problems, your inconsistencies or procrastination areas in life, it's probably because of that. Because mm-hmm. even in like the entrepreneur or business space, I always look at it, I'm like, man, there's so many, it's like I'm doing so many different things and those so many different things take away from me doing one thing. And all it takes is that one thing to do at scale well and it'll trump all these other things like by far you know so i think um you know whether it's a business you're working on or whether it's fitness stuff like that and like you know i don't know it's so interesting and and i think you're right 100 percent because it's like that's the state you need to be in to kind of be mindful of everything your your surroundings your you know what you're actually doing not just sitting at a computer for five yeah. hours and sitting there and you know whatever you're doing but even if you applied mindful one hour might trump that so the flow state, mindfulness, everything, yeah. we're going with this. One thing that has to happen with it is it has to be in the present moment. So the areas of your brain that focus on the past, that focus on the future, if they're on, you're not hitting the state, period. Wow. Period. Yeah. Okay. So once you're in that complete present moment, that's when you have unlimited access to all of this. You know, Because think about it. Anytime you've like lost track of time, you're not because you're worrying about something else or something like that. You might be deep in thought or yeah. something, you know, but it's not usually a worry or a fear. Mm-hmm. You know, Or when you go and you're at the mountaintop, you, know, you climbed up a hike and you just look at everything. It's like these moments of awe and real authentic joy are only in the present moment. That's... You know, it's only in the present moment. That's crazy to think about, you know, because people say it in a bunch of different ways. But I think like just thinking about, yeah, wow, you're like because you're only technically what happy in the present moment. So the well, another great book on the meditation is uh, that I liked. Well, it's it's a lot, not just meditation, but it's uh, called Solve for Happy by oh. Mo Gaudet. Oh, yeah. Have you I'm, heard of this one? Yeah, yeah, I'm like halfway through it. Yeah, yep, really He's good. the Google X uh, guy. He was a the the C- chief away, business right? officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a son who uh, passed away. You know, this guy basically sad, yeah. had everything in life. You know, amazing job, all of this stuff, a yeah. great family, and he just didn't feel like he was happy. Mm-hmm. And then he had a horribly tragic event where his son, uh, you know, died in a routine surgery, medical yeah. procedure. Yeah. And it really made him go on this quest. He's an engineer, you know, which I love. So yeah. he said he wants to solve for happy. And that's the whole book. Yeah. And, you know, there was one part that he brought up in the book that I thought was so cool. He's like, you know, have you ever played when you were like a little kid and you're like, what superpower would you have? Mm-hmm. You could have any superpower. Of course, mine was like, I'd be the Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to be super strong yeah. or I want to fly. You know, I feel like Superman's like just sp- cheating. Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> so he he brought up, you know, you'd think of all these different superpowers and he's like what if you had the superpower to completely change your mental state at any moment and just be in complete bliss at the snap of your fingers wow you know and you like think about it you know like anytime you're not feeling good to just go like that and then you feel amazing yeah you know you're like that would be pretty sweet and he's like 
a mindfulness practice or a practice based on, you know, observing just the present moment is exactly that. And it allows you to control your emotions because his formula for happiness is essentially your happiness is equal to your expectations minus reality, you know, yeah. so or, or it might be the other way. Uh, so essentially, or reality minus your expectations. Yeah. So let's put it this way. If reality comes out better <laughs> yeah. than you had expected, yeah. you're going to have a high happiness. Yeah. But if you were expecting this yeah. and something less happened, now you're not so happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or you know, your expectations weren't, weren't met. And that's one of those things is we put expectations on everything. Oh, yeah. You know, and think about it. Like you're going on vacation. How many times do you get pissed off when you're on vacation and it rains? Yeah. Because you're like going to the beach. Like, come on. Yeah. Statistically speaking, like it is just insane for us to think that that wouldn't happen. Oh, for sure. And the more we look at different daily occurrences, sometimes we really have these solid expectations that we've built yeah. that are so unrealistic. For sure. And all it is is blocking our happiness. Exactly. Happiness is our default state. The only thing so, that makes us unhappy is expectations beyond of what yeah. it should be. Wow, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean that makes a lot of sense, and, and I think that's the, I think that's been talked about a lot more recently, like happiness and stuff like that. And it's like, what are you even living for if you're not happy? It's like you're really you, there, there's not a really a good answer to that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So whatever it is that makes you you know get to that point, yeah. But like living in the day to day, I mean, you want to be optimized, you know, solve for happy. And that's I think that's a great book. I mean, going off of that, like books and stuff, like. I know you know a ton of them. Like, what do you think are uh, so so app wise? We got uh, Headspace, and then Calm is another one, right? I've yep, never tried yep, Calm. Yep. I I tried both. I just did Headspace because Tim Ferriss had to do it. And yeah, I, I think I learned from him too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. So I like Headspace a lot, and I think that's probably the best recommendation for anybody yep. starting and listening because it's easy, it's you know free, and then you can go deeper down, and you can probably stay with that throughout yep. your whole journey. The Wim really Hof breathing to. too. Yeah, for sure. The, the Headspace app is so amazing, yeah. so so amazing. Um, the different meditations I then like branched into were more just curiosity, yeah. you know, to see which ones I liked and stuff like that. And I think it's a practice that you just got to figure out what makes you feel good, mm -hmm. you know, because. That, that's the biggest thing for me is, you know, I, I am pretty consistent about it, but whenever I fall off the wagon, it's just so frustrating Yeah. because then I just ask myself, I'm like, why, you know, whenever I'm able to wake up and I always do it, you know, first thing in the morning. So when I wake up in the morning, I, and I actually track all this on my aura yeah. ring because I'm a nerd. Um, I I'll do what they call a moment. And the moment is where you're basically just tracking in that moment what's going on with your body. Okay. So I'll, I'll do, I usually do like a 45-minute meditation, yeah. right? And I turn this thing on, and it literally tracks my HRV, my resting heart rate, my body temperature, and I'm able to see day by day what it looks like. That's so and cool. um, I'll, I'll give you some of the pictures, or maybe we can yeah. put it up with this. But literally the last two days, I'll see that when I do a good meditation, like yesterday I had a good one, this morning, you know, wasn't the best. Yeah. Uh, but yesterday, you'll literally see my heart rate variability will just spike real high. And really? that's when I know, that's when I'm like, it's almost like I'm dreaming. So like, yeah. it looks like what the metrics look like when I'm going and dreaming in a dream state. Wow. But I'm fully conscious and knowing what's going on. I do a lot of guided meditations from Joe Dispenza, yeah. but it literally will show it on my ring. Wow. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I need to get these pictures so we can put yeah, them up yeah, with for it. Sure. But yeah, you could look at yesterday, and uh, you have my baseline HRV there, which is over the past year where I'm normally at overnight. And you could see during my meditation, I spike up yeah. and pass my baseline HRV, meaning I'm in a more of a relaxed state, more of a coherent brain and heart in my meditation than I am in a deep sleep. Wow. Craziness, right? That is crazy. And that's something that like, 
it took me like a year to just count my breath. So this is like, yeah. it takes a lot of work. But when you start getting there, when you get these glimpses of it, you know, that's why I recommend doing the Wim Hof. You do that and you'll taste some of this in your first two or three sessions. You mm -hmm. need to at least do three. But you'll feel this like, holy shit, that was like out of body, wild, yeah. you know? And then it's just this cultivation of how do I chase that feeling? How do I get so into the current moment mm -hmm. that like once you're there, and you're not worrying about anything else, you literally can call up whatever feeling you want. That's so each crazy. morning, it's like, you know, I wanna focus on on love, on mm -hmm. gratitude, you know? And when I first started doing these meditations where you focus on emotions, they're like, feel love. And I'm like, yeah. like yeah, what's love feel like? Yeah. And you start with little things, you know, like just thinking of like my daughter, you know? Yeah. So like the day she was born, I remember like just looking like, like that, that, that thing is like that, That's like you. me, yeah. Yeah. you know, it was just like this, such this crazy feeling. And I, I take what I call mental snapshots. Uh -huh. So I could be on vacation. Like when you're sitting there and you know, you're like in the sun you just get that like, yeah, like feeling, I like love closing my eyes. I'm like, where do I feel this? I feel it mm -hmm. on my skin and my heart feels full with emotion. I have not a fear in the world. There's no weight on my shoulders. So I start to take these mental snapshots of these feelings and I have just different thoughts, whether it's my dog, you know, when she like lays on me and like, I'm just like scratching her head and she's like licking my eyes. I'm like, oh, I love you. Yeah. you know? yeah. All these different things, but you can call those feelings up and imagine starting every single day with an emotion that's so extreme mm -hmm that, I mean, don't get me wrong, an asshole could cut you off or some things yeah. can happen, you could fall off yeah. of it. But if you could start each day like that, why not? Yeah, that's a really good point. I like that a lot. I mean, I think that that's like super, it's perfect. And like you think towards the morning is the best or better? The reason I do the morning is because once again, I have that monkey mind. Mm -hmm. So I literally have like this super soft alarm that barely wakes me up. I do not turn any lights on. I have my eye mask. I go right to the other room. I turn on my heart, my moment on my ring. I put the meditation on and I close my eyes because when I try to do it in the afternoon, I'll do the, I do the Wim Hof in the cold shower in the afternoon mm -hmm. because that cold shower wakes your ass up. Yeah. Uh, so, and it feels good. So it energizes my day. And like you said, when I'm in the morning, I'll crawl over and do a meditation. I don't mm -hmm. want to get in a cold shower first yeah. thing in the morning. Sorry, I just, I'm not that tough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, just going and jumping right into that meditation, it's so much easier for me to stay into a deep meditation and I'm not having all these thoughts running. And one of the biggest things I've realized is I cannot open an email, a text message, or look at any alarm. If I do that, that's what happened this morning. As I looked up just like two things and I was like, oh, okay. And I just like put a mental note. And when I was meditating, it would just be like, Oh yeah, don't forget that this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, text Kyle to see if we could start a little bit later. Yeah. Because and I was just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and that throws you off enough. Yep. And right? you'll 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 see it in these two graphs yeah. how much lower mine was today. And I was really really trying, but yeah. it was just because I my mind was just racing with some other thoughts. And that's okay. Yeah. That's gonna happen. You know, I think no matter how yeah. long you've been meditating. What happens is if you can do that and recognize it, that's the win. It's not the times where I feel, you know, amazing, as great as those are. It's the times when I sit there and I'm like, shit, there's a thought. Shit, there's a thought. Yeah. Shit, there's a thought. Because each time I do that, that's the real world practice. Mm -hmm. Get into that amazing out-of-body experience is awesome. But the real world application is the monkey mind slapping that and getting it back Every in place. Day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keeping it like constantly in line and organized. That's cool. So I mean, is there like a graduation period, like after Headspace? Like, do you go? Because I know I've heard other people talk about it, and they're like, you know, there's never not not everything works. It's not like a blanket thing, right? Mm -hmm. Not one practice works for everybody, but like, essentially, people. I I was even in a, a clubhouse thing. It's this new app where people talk and everything together. Some guys in e-commerce, and they were talking about how you can literally just sit in front of a blank wall and sit there, and then think about nothing. 
Mm-hmm. And they're like, that's bad advice, technically, because it's really hard to do that for most people. But that's kind of like maybe ex- or pro or expert level. Yeah, so right? there's some really cool shit now. So there is this app in this company called Trip. Um, I think cool name for it. Yeah. <laughs> D-R-I-P-P. And uh, it's made to get used with those uh, VR headsets. And, dude, it is so trippy. Look it up. It's so cool. So it's like you'll be, like, going down a tunnel, and it's, like, everything from geometric shape and patterns. Like, it's basically like an LSD trip or something like that, you know. So, um, But what they do is it helps calm your mind and get you in a meditative state. So what they found is there's a lot of hacks to meditate. And we may could do a whole other podcast on this, too. But they have, like, binaural beats. And binaural beats are two different frequencies being played in each ear. And what they found is the different frequency, however much that frequency is. So if, you know, you have a difference of 10 between the two, it creates like a reverb and your brain will sync to that reverb. Yeah. So they have different binaural beats to bring your brain waves down to a slower state, you know, so that way you can get more into a relaxed meditative state. And they even can do it with flashing with the eyes. Mm -hmm. So there's different apps now that are even doing that. There's uh. I think it's called like psychoactive art that are different art things that you can kind of look at or kind of trippy kaleidoscope. Mm -hmm. But the whole idea is to just get you in the moment, not thinking all these thoughts. Yeah. You know, one of the things I actually just got for Christmas that I'm nerding out about this year, this is going to be one of my big studies is sound therapy. So I got a meditation bowl. If you ever seen those Tibetan bowls where you're like, dude, I got it for decoration because I thought it looks cool and I could put it in my meditation area. And I started playing it. If you get that thing going for like a minute or two, just, I mean, it's a little tough, so it's like fun to like play with. But all of a sudden I was just like, my girlfriend was sitting next to me and we were like, you feel that? Yeah. I was like, holy shit. I feel like my, my heart is just like, boom. Yeah. like, I feel like the waves are like coming in and like, and pushing against my body. So I'm really excited to see where that goes. But when you graduate, it's really, I think the fascination of exploring your mind mm-hmm. and then seeing these different uh meditation practices because another meditation i started this last year i guess i consider everything meditating mm-hmm. was scuba diving because when your body is thrown out of its natural element you become hyper focused that's mm-hmm. another uh, hallmark of flow you know it's why a lot of like extreme athletes get flow because yeah. there's such a high risk yeah. that like they better be in the present moment yeah so i've started doing indoor skydiving i just went for my second time oh, at nice. high fly um and also the scuba diving because i feel when you put your body and yourself into such an unnatural you know space yeah it's so meditative for you because for sure. it allows you to just really live in the moment and feel it yeah. You know, and, and that's what it's all about. That's probably, I think, where the sensory deprivation tanks are kind of forced meditation. Yeah. <laughs> we did I just, did, about, I just yeah. did one of those, yeah. I did it a couple times, uh, and I really liked it a lot. Because um, I'm sure people, you know, if anyone's listening, I'm sure it's kind of a way to, like, force yourself into meditation. Yep. That's what the guy told me. He's like, you know, you can pretty much force it. Because you're going in a room. It's pitch black if you want it to be. You're floating there, and you. He's like, after the first 15 minutes, most people the first time, uh, and he said it gets more beneficial. You know, the more times you do it in a row, I'm sure. Um, but I think it's just like that's a good way to look at it because it's like your body's. No, you don't do that ever. You yep. don't just sit in a floating pool where it's dark. Like I'm sure there's a lot of other situations like you could put yourself in. But if you really want to be like, yeah, I don't. I want to see how that feels to just you know, and you'll leave, and you're gonna feel a lot different than you did when you went in there, which yep. is. You know, you can't really explain it, but if people want that, like, quick, easier form of starting meditation, maybe like, oh, this is why I would do that. You know? And, you know, <laughs> we'll use a funny example. So yeah. you get a little X-rated. Um, but the mind, you know, your internal experience, your mind can be so real. It has a downstream physiological effect. Mm-hmm. You know, our thoughts can literally change our genetic expression. 
Yeah. You know, so in one of Dr. Joe Dispenza's uh, weekend workshops, they did yeah. a blood panel on participants entering the workshop and exiting. And now our environment, our internal state, you know, whether we're starving, whether we're stressed, whether we feel safe, it elicits different responses in the body, which create different proteins. So after a four-day retreat, they switched. It was something, it was over 700. It was like 730 different genes were upregulated or downregulated. So some for healing were upregulated. And just think about it. If you're in more a peaceful state where you're feeling calm, relaxed, the body's going to be able to repair more. Yeah. Versus if you think you're threatened or you think you're under attack, yeah. it's not going to happen. It's not what it's optimizing for. Kind of exactly. like what we talked about in the last podcast that we did um, where you mentioned why, you know, sleep fast, why it works, you know, because your body is given the ability to, if you, your gut doesn't have to use all that, whatever it may be, you, your body doesn't have to use that energy to digest. It has the yep. energy to do positive things, right? Yep. Like that's, you know, that's kind of what it is. You're either, what do they say? You're either growing or dying. So it's kind of very truthful there, you know? Yeah. And I mean, really, this is the way I look at it is your, your mental state, that internal state, when you're able to meditate and you get to these deep states, like it's so real, like you can wake up each day with that feeling of love. Yeah. And, you know, most of us probably remember going through high school or puberty mm -hmm. where I definitely remember some dreams yeah. that were so real. They gave me a physiological response. Yeah, feeling <laughs> of love, yeah. Yeah. You know, so this is one of those things that those thoughts can send chemical signals through yeah. the body, which will go to these different glands, your mm -hmm. adrenal glands, your reproductive glands, which then in turn produce a hormone, yeah. which then gives a down trickle effect to the body. Yeah. So whether it's giving you a hard on and yeah. giving you an orgasm in the, <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the night, or it's you thinking yourself into a healthy, relaxed state so your body can recover, these are physiological responses within the body yeah. that have an effect on your biology. You know, so if we can make our mental state so real that it can make us have an orgasm, mm -hmm. why don't we start each morning with an orgasm that we choose that of our can, mental yeah. state for the day? Yeah, you have complete control over it. That's no, and I'm sure that. I don't think there's any negative benefits to it, having right. control over it, right? It's just giving yourself more control because otherwise the day takes you over. And I know it's super cliche. Everyone says that, but it's like true. It's like sometimes I'm like, where did the day go? You know, yep. it's like this is crazy because time flies. I'm, it's good if it flies and all, but it's not always, you know, who are you living for? What are you doing then? I think what Tony Robbins said, he's like, if you don't, because he always does these mindfulness meditative mm -hmm. practices. And he's like, if you don't have 30 minutes, you don't have a life. And yeah. I, it always resonates with me because Tony Robbins is like a multi-billionaire and yeah. he's done it all. And, uh, you know, and he, I know he does cold plunges and stuff like that. And maybe that's part of the reason, you know, it, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of health benefits on top of it, but you know, at the end of the day, I think even being in my, you know, earlier to approaching mid twenties, I'm learning to be a little bit more receptive to new ideas. Like you said, you were, and, uh, especially when somebody, not only is it science backed, but you, you're like testing it. So if somebody's listening, it's like, oh, well, that's it's like, no, no, no. Whatever you've done, you've tested back with yep. science. And I've, I've tested, you know, doing different meditations, different times, doing the cold plunges in the morning. I think it's so much of an experiment yeah. to figure it out because I love doing the meditations early. And I know, you know, when you and I first started, yeah. I used to start my first clients at 430 or 530 a.m. Yeah. So I decided I wanted to get up earlier than that. I would wake up at 340 a.m. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm almost in the middle of my sleep still that I get such a deep meditation because I'm still in like deep wave sleep. I ended up doing that for a week and I fell asleep on the bus and missed my stop and like went down the 65, oh the God. grand bus yeah. all the way to like Nordica. Wow. And I was like, all right, this is not working for my lifestyle, my schedule. Yeah. And it's a fun experience. Cause then there's some times where I did meditations for a week and I was like, this show is stupid. Yeah. I did not feel anything from that, yeah. you know, or I just got frustrated myself and that's great. 
you know, you strike out, that's awesome because you fucking swung. That's how you learn. Exactly, yep. right? I don't know. That's a, for, to, to expect anything ha- to happen overnight, like, it's the same thing. Like, uh, Tony Robbins also says this. He's, like, probably my favorite. Tim Ferriss is up there, but he's, like, the guy, <laughs> you know, because he does it all. Um, but essentially what he was talking about was you. everyone wants to change their state. You either do it naturally through exercise and healthy eating or you do it unnaturally with drugs yeah. and alcohol or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So – um, you know, there's that good could be bad. a whole nother podcast. Oh, that, yeah. that that I think was literally my story and my lifestyle, and that's why I take it yeah so seriously now because it's like, you know, I ran from like my emotional state. Like I wanted to change how I felt all the time, and whether that was in the gym working out, you know, yeah. whether it was a crazy lifestyle partying and doing drugs, mm-hmm. um, I really did not feel good in myself. And when I first started meditating, it was really uncomfortable. Like yeah. I, I I did not like being by myself. Yeah, you know, it's like, my thoughts. Yeah, and it's not like you're gonna finish the meditation after three days. It's like if you ran a 5K for three days in a row and you started off like you know 20% body fat, and you look in the mirror, you're gonna be like, <sighs> and the meditation's no different. It's like you're not actually beating something. You're not taking a hard drug or something. It's not gonna instantly change. It might help instantly change your state, but it's probably one of those things that over time mm-hmm. develops, grows. You get better at it, and then you're like, okay. And then doing it every day is one of those things of compounding. It, it makes you recognize how much control you have. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And in anything, and that's it's so simple that it's not simple. And it's like a lot of other things, I guess, right? But um, no, yeah, I think this was awesome, and I think that should definitely be our next podcast. So you guys should definitely stay tuned <laughs> because we'll talk about you know changing your state and and probably go over I think all that stuff and and why people do it and how you can prevent it, maybe how you do things in moderation, uh, in everything involved because I'm sure it's something that everyone is you know curious about maybe yep, you know yep. everything is getting... i think that'd be a great one you know uh i struggle a lot with depression and you know yeah. suicidal thoughts so I, I would love to do a podcast on that because you know that's one thing i really am passionate about with learning all of this like yeah That'll be you know i always just think of so this is one of the ones in my meditation that i love is you know one of the things that i want to build in my career when i whenever i meditate about my job is you know i want to feel compassion mm-hmm. you know and when i did my sensory deprivation tank i had this epiphany of what what is compassion to me and i was sitting there you know you're like floating in space you're traveling all through the universe i don't know what's going on your mind's playing yeah. magic tricks on you but i just remember sitting there and i remember seeing myself like years ago and you know i went through some tough times and yeah. and i was really depressed and you know like considering taking my life mm-hmm. and to just it was like this weird feeling of just knowing that like in this moment i feel so happy mm-hmm. like my i'm i feel so there's shit wrong in my life like my yeah. life is not a peachy but yeah. my experience of how life is going is so amazing like i'm in love with like all the challenges and everything mm-hmm. and i just this compassionate feeling of like where i was then i don't think i even could have imagined how i feel now yeah i didn't i don't even know that i thought it was possible yeah. you know i thought that you know, thinking of killing yourself on the daily basis was just something that people did. Yeah. You know, I thought that, you know, not being okay with yourself sitting alone is just something a lot of people, other people have anxiety and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it was just normal. And it's like realizing the journey that I went on and all the cuts, scrapes and bruises I had along the way mm-hmm. to get me here. It's like, I, ju- I, if I could bottle that up and just show people like, that's what I want to do with my life. And whenever I think of compassion is I'm like that Steve from four or five years ago in that dark place to be able to like hold them and say, hey, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. This storm call will pass, and you have no idea what type of fucking sunny skies are on the other side. And 
that's just the message I want to have out there and share with people. So if we could do something on that, 100%. I would love it. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah, you guys can stay tuned for that because we're definitely going to do that. Come back. I think. Yeah, come back. Uh, I think it'll be a really awesome, awesome show. Uh, Steve, as always, is going to be a, a reoccurring guest. You know, we're together all the time and always talking about new ideas uh, that we can help share with you to hopefully benefit you guys and, and start the conversation. So if, if you like what you saw or you have anything that you want to, you know, comment about, feel free to leave it because that's awesome. Uh, you could follow Steve on Instagram and Facebook and all those things at Steven Bechtold, correct? Steven Bechtold. Okay. I think I said yeah. Steve the first time. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know no, my, tag, my tagline. It's all good. Uh, we'll put it all in the description. Follow me, personal Instagram is Kyle Solkar, and then uh, – as Solcar Media for the uh, media stuff, and then Four Stars Podcast for the podcasting stuff. As always, you can check out Steve's stuff at thedadworkout.com yep. and Sleep Fast Coach. Uh, all those things will be linked in the description. You guys, you want to work out at home, you can buy house gym gear also in the description. Get everything going to get your uh, 2021 start off mindfully. This is uh, December 31st, so this is really a new year podcast. Going to be bringing in a lot of episodes this year uh, and hopefully get into the hundreds and plus marks. So we want to build up a nice library for you guys uh, to share our thoughts and, you know, different things. So super excited for that. So as always, thank you so much, Steve, for coming yep, on today. Absolutely. I'm super excited. It's what, Thursday today? So is it Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday. Thursday. So, okay, going into the new year and uh, a lot of cool things coming up. So with that being said, guys, once again, thank you so very much for watching the Four Stars Podcast. Keep chasing the fifth.